another fucking installment of the best podcast in the motherfucking world unmotherfucking heard what's your issue early in the morning trying to see what you into for a page that no pencil pouring on my heart trying to tell you what i've been through i don't want to be here no more because they don't want to show me no love got money now these hoes want to pop up Back to the best fucking podcast on the motherfucking planet, episode 27. Let's get straight into it since these niggas hate my intros, man. Drake. Wait, you supposed to Carl shout out Davis. the listeners. You supposed to shout out the listeners, remember? No, shut up. Alright. Drake. <laughs> shout out, shout out all the listeners. Shout out everybody tuned in uh on Spotify, on SoundCloud, Apple, wherever you're tuned in, YouTube soon. But uh Drake Laugh Now Crowd Leader featuring Lil Dirt. Um Accompanied by a music video featuring some interesting cameos. What y'all thought about the song first? What y'all thought? Especially, I'm, I'm interested to see what you thought, Vance, because you're not too fond of Dirk. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you uh, you fucking with him after this one. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> he said on Twitter, I think, that the day before it came out, he was like, all the Dirk haters are going to... Uh like are gonna be sorry or like there's gonna be no more dirt haters up to tonight and he was definitely right because like i'm gonna call myself i won't call myself a dirt hater but i feel like i was definitely definitely on board with dirt i feel like I, i've been on board with dirt for a for a minute now since Cap. his album since, his, since the album came out bro since the album came out i've been fucking with dirt i promise i've been Cap. fucking with dirt so uh i don't know i feel like it was a, it was a good record i think dirk had the better feature I mean, had the better verse. He was short, but it was sweet. Um, Drake did his normal Drake thing where he just, like, talks about a lot of shit that he has and whatever. But um, cool song. If it's a, if it's a sign for what the album's going to sound like, I think, it, I think it's solid, especially if it's a single. Um, I just hope it's not loaded with features, you know. We already have this Dirk song. Then we, we heard that Roddy song that's, that's leaked. You yeah, know, this, this sounds like it's gonna be. This sounds like this is the first official one that's gonna be on the album. Certified Lover Boy, coming sometime in the near future. Uh, we'll talk about Wait, that. Vance, a you bit weren't later, you weren't mad at Drake for taking more shots at Kanye. You know, I like the Ghost Town Bar. I like the closable gap. You know, clothes. <laughs> yeah, closable gap. Closable gap. You know, <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. It was cool. Um, Drake's just a clown, and Drake's a child to me. <laughs> They're both children to me, so I feel like I don't expect anything more. Um, I don't expect anything less. Um, it's cool. The ghost, the, the ghost, ta- the ghost town, the ghost town bar was cool. That shit's just so funny because, like, I mean, I'm not really gonna get into it, but he really wants to act like this shit is like he's completely not involved anymore, and this is all Kanye, like, delusional and shit like that. But like he's still taking his shots. Two, his two favorite people in the whole world. Who? Yeah, and Drake. Th- you say you say every artist is my favorite artist, so it's <laughs> torn. I did imagine Vance being torn listening to this song. I feel like he probably ride for you over Drake. He torn three ways. He hated dirt. He don't know whether or not he liked the Kanye the Kanye disses. But he's a Drake fanboy. You know, I like all the Kanye disses. I like <clears throat> I liked eight out of ten on uh on Drake's album, which was like an entire just diss track. I like that song. That's probably one of my favorite favorite uh, favorite songs on Scorpion. So um, I'm not a hater of the disses. You know, it's good for the culture or whatever. But I don't know. I like the Drake around Drake's bar. I just hope that shit does not get played around played out. Cause I think it's already played out. It's like the third time I've heard it. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> done with it. Maxo Cream had a whole song about it last year. For real. And Drake had it on that um yeah. Uh, they called it Drizzy Dracos. Yeah, that's the name of the song. That's nasty. And then. Drake's got it himself on that leak. That we even I did forgot it. Even, if it's even coming out, and now Dirk did it too. Pretty t- tired of the whole Drake Draco flip. But yeah, let me we'll ask see. you something, um, our Cactus Jack correspondent. What did you think? What did I think of the song? What you thought of the song? We can get into the music video if y'all want. Just what are your thoughts? I ain't even spoke yet. I mean, the song was straight. I liked it more so for like the the genius of drake i'm not like the hugest drake fan like y'all 
I like yeah. Drake, but I wait, just, <clears> he I'm just not. called him a genius. How can you not be a fan? And you said, yeah, you I, I'm a fan of yeah. I'm a fan of business Drake, music Drake. I'm like, okay, I'm a casual fan. But I think it's all. Drake, I think like it's all one. Fan. It's not all one. <laughs> I, I mean, like, let's get into one. that though, because uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like drool over this song, but I would like drool over like the smart shit he did to make the song pop. Like, that's the difference in my fandom. Yeah, what do you feel like he I did? He had a note about that though. Like Drake, he said it in his own interview with Rap Radar, where he like, I guess he figured it out around probably like Hotline Bling that if you make yourself turn into a meme, that your shit will blow up. And I think he's been implementing that ever since like 2016, and now he just keeps turning himself into the meme, like him fucking popping out of the pool and turning <clears throat> his head and saying "baby" like a million times, like all that shit was like calculated. I guess, I but I feel that, like but... at this point. Okay, continue. I was going to say, not only that, but... No, no, praise him some more before I'll I'll kill him. (laughs) I was saying, when you look at the cameos from uh, Drewski, probably, like, not probably, definitely the hottest, like, I guess, Instagram, TikTok comedian on the internet right now, undoubtedly. He he gets him a cameo in the video. Not only that, but you get some of the two most polarizing figures in all the sports and KD... And fucking OBJ to make an appearance, not to mention Marshawn Lynch. Like, like you were saying, Drake is just he's a he's a fucking evil genius when it comes to like this music shit. Because <laughs> I, I I was I would make a claim. I would go as far as to say like he kind of just changed the way videos are even thought about. Like before come this, come on, come on, come on. on. Let's keep one hundred though. Like a nigga in Drake position, like the typical rap video is like asses all over the place, like. They you kill me, you kill me, they you kill me, you kill me for saying this last week. Is that not 95% of you, you're hip-hop You're probably one videos. of those niggas that think Drake invented singing and rap too, huh? you you one of those niggas. <clears> I'm <throat> not one of them niggas. But he you wrote that article? Chance wrote that, Chance wrote that article. I'm not saying You just said he invented it. You literally just said he did. He pushed the envelope. He brought that shit to the main the main stream. I disagree again. You killed me last week when I said Amine had different visuals for his album. And you said you don't want to hear Amina and Drake are not the same. They're both artists, and they both have. You said no artist. You I said Drake is artist. I wouldn't even really classify Amina as like a real hip hop artist. I wouldn't consider him hip hop. How is Drake more of a quote unquote real hip hop artist than Amina? His biggest song Maybe. is Hotline Bling, like God's Plan. Like I guess. All I'm saying is, where do these niggas be at when they saying they doing all this and all that? Because. <laughs> I mean, I had to drop it in there somewhere. <laughs> you did Man, not. That's palm in his head. <laughs> I'm mad you just brought that out. Like, you probably have the whole genius thing memorized. You were studying the lyrics, everything. You probably ran that song a hundred times, right? I know you're sick of it at this point. I'm sick of it, low key, but it's a cool song. Let's, let's... Now, the funniest part of the song was when Dirk basically said in his verse that he would, like, take a charge and go back to jail for Drake. And Drake's <laughs> next line was like, I've never been embraced. <laughs> Nobody fucks with me. And Dirk was just like, I'll do, literally, literally go to jail for you, nigga. <laughs> That's funny. That I'm not, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. That is how Drake came back in. Dirk did say he would have the Drakes around Drakes regardless of the fact that he had a case. I like the Dirk bar. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get into, you were talking about why I succeeded. You felt like Drake's really good at making it a meme. I had a slightly different take. I feel like it was it was one of the more authentic things that Drake has done in the last year or two. Uh, that whole Kanye debacle was kind of weird or whatever. So I think the release around Scorpion, like the whole <clears throat> discourse around that was kind of weird. And then you have, um, like, I'm trying to think. Oh, you have 2C Slide that came out, right? And that was a pretty big record. But even then, it was like a TikTok record. Like everybody pretty much calls it a TikTok record. He pretty much has admitted it's a TikTok record. Um, and I don't think that had too much authenticity with it. But then you have like a song like this where you have Lil Dirk, like a feat like a feature that's not super like mainstream. Like at this point anything Drake does is gonna be in the mainstream off rip, but it, it doesn't feel like he was really like catering to the mainstream with this one, if you ask me. Um, at least with just like the song in the in the feature, you know, the visual is like a whole different story. Um, and I just feel like the song won because of its authenticity. I feel like that's I feel like this release had a slightly different tone or like vibe around it. Uh, 
compared to two C slot and shit like that. I mean, for sure, I definitely fucking agree. And then we can start talking about Drake. But um, just as far as like, yeah, like you were saying, just the shit he came out didn't feel serious, and I actually probably would have been disappointed had any of those like four singles he dropped made the album. But um, if this is a sign of things to come. I thought that Dirk just really brought out like a. I thought he brought out like bagged up Drake, like almost serious Drake, like not like dicking around, like not corny, bar, not corny bar Drake, like just cool, good, smooth music Drake. So let's see what the album holds. Hopefully he keeps up with this. How many more singles y'all expecting before the drop? If y'all had to guess, uh, one, one more. That's my guess. Yeah, and hope he shaves that heart out of his head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that shit. That shit. <laughs> that shit. I don't know. Yeah, I had to drop the head on that one. You didn't like the hair? You didn't like the haircut? I didn't like the. I didn't like the part. But it's okay. It's okay. Rose 30, 34 years old with a hardness. <laughs> <laughs> that shit kind of funny. Oh, that's funny. That's kind of funny. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole album title too. We didn't really get into that. <clears throat> the whole direction. Certified lover boy. boy. That whole direction. Me personally, I like the music Drake's making right now between the songs we've heard, a couple of the recent records, um, and that last Dark Lane demos tapes or whatever. I like where he's at. Um, musically, I just don't know if this theme is going to be too cringy. You know, like you said, he's what, 34, 33, somewhere around there. Like, I don't know if I need like Loverboy vibes. That sounds like a Juice World album. Um, I, I don't know if I need that. Well, there you have it. You have no thoughts. Y'all are just gonna say y'all aren't y'all aren't gonna y'all are just gonna completely cape for Drake right now. As far as as far as just already killed him over the part, like you're you're telling me you're 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 telling me you're excited for that album, the the way that sounds, Certified Lover Boy. Um, I mean, I I guess you can. You know, Chance is never gonna give a bad word. I can't. I can't judge off the name. I can't judge off the name. Let's just let's just have the music. Oh come. my god! Let's just let the music come to us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No chance. Is it creepy for a thirty-three-year-old man to still refer to himself as boy? That is weird. The boy. <laughs> Not That's only weird. that, the certified lo- lover boy. Like, come on, bro. The one, like, certified, like Twitter verified. That's disgusting. The, the one and only. But yeah, speaking of uh, authenticity, you saw the story about um, Young Thug. And Bobby Shmurda. I think Bobby Shmurda's release is doing what, December? And Young Thug yeah. posted a screenshot saying that. Just, just a picture of him on his Instagram story, I think, saying that he's got them when they get out. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? You see a record deal, a feature, a song, a collab, a first day out record? I think the collab and also just the typical nigga, like, nigga shit, you're going to give him like some bread. And ordain him, wait, maybe with a chain. Who knows? Maybe we might see Bobby Smurder on YSL. That's what I'm saying. You see out. a record deal. Or y'all think he's, he was on Atlantic, right? Before he went to jail. Y'all think he's still obligated or bound to that contract? That'll be he interesting. He was on, he was on, I think he was, I think he was on Epic. Or Interscope, Interscope, Interscope. He was on Interscope. Oh, he might have been on Interscope. Yeah, he was on one of the, one of the labels, but, uh. Interscope, but, um, I don't know how y'all think that's going to play out. Is he gonna be YSL think, slime or? I don't he... think YSL gets him. Bobby Spurs about to be one of the like most coveted names in all of music in a few months. I don't think YSL is gonna get him. You but think I do so? Think, like Thug is gonna do like Thug type things. Like here's a free feature from me. Here's a free feature from Gunna. Here's a hundred thousand. Here's this. Like Thug just seems like that type of nigga. Not only that, but Quavo if you're not signed. He'll like do that type of shit. I'm not sure if Nick is looking for the Quavo feature, but. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, Quavo, Quavo was very Smurda. involved with... Uh, he kind of did bridge that New York Atlanta gap with Pop Smoke, you know? They had a couple records on the Pop Smoke album. So who knows? Quavo might be the, the New York ambassador, you know, for the city of Atlanta. But we'll see. Thug signs Bobby Schmurda. He could be the first one to really change the the rap label shit because I feel like everything's very, very regional right now when it comes to Atlanta. Um, you have QC and I'm just like, I'm kind of blanking on everything else, but even just like the whole ASAP mob shit, like everybody that's getting deals, everything just feels very regional. Um, so I feel like if Doug were to sign like a Bobby Schmurda, you were to get more like 
inter-regional, cross-regional <clears throat> collabs from like Bobby Shmurda, Ghana, shit like that. I think I think it'd be, I think it'd definitely um, change the culture. I think in a, in a good way, just in terms of collaboration and, and shit like that. Final word. Let's get into unheard artists. You got it, bro. Nah, I don't got it. How <laughs> you said let's get into an unheard artist with no unheard artist? I got one. I just don't want to play mine yet. Is that okay with you? Alrighty, I guess I'll go first then. Um, I'm playing a song. It's kind of old, but I didn't know it. I'm sure a lot of other people don't know it. I guess it's a pretty pretentious take. Um, but this is D Savage. I see the ice when like a pill. Money pops back, but it's shit too real. Bitch, I'm in a trap, beat a pops with a deal. Got a new pint finna crack me a shit. Here I go, gotta keep me a steal. Damn, too high finna crash at the wheel. Everywhere that I go, gotta keep a Drake go. Shoot it if I say so. I get them bags in for the low. I got a freak bitch touch your toes. If I go broke, I'm kicking down doors. VNC3. Had an unpopular opinion in regards to the Cash Page album. I do you hear how we, do you hear how we just flipped Teenage this charge? Fever. Like <laughs> I didn't even want to talk about the Cash Page album right now, but you're the one who has some opinions on it, and you're gonna make me start with an un, with an unpopular take. I mean, Cash Page dropped a uh, project, Teenage Fever, this there past weekend. Uh, we got features from Don Tolliver, Forty Two Doug, um, Isaiah Rashad, as well as K Camp. And I think there was one more that we're probably missing. It's like SSG or some shit. SSG, SSG yeah, yeah. Kobe, yeah. Yeah, SSG Kobe. But uh, overall, pretty brisk, I guess, debut album. Brisk. I guess you would call this. Pretty brisk. What does that mean? What does that mean? Brief, elaborate on the Brief, brisk. <laughs> I don't even I don't know, know what brisk, word you brisk brisk means. Yeah, no. Concise. Concise. Oh, he's throwing out adjectives, hoping page. he can get through his review. Chant sounds like every pitchfork uh, writer right now. Just use Taj, different, Taj, just different words. Taj Money was listening all weekend. He was tapped in. Um, what y'all, what y'all thought about it? What did you think about it? Other than brisk, we're not about to let you say brisk and then get your review out the way. Uh, this is your thought, girl. You claimed her on the podcast. I did claim her, and I played, I played her on the pod. So, so are you um, proud? I was proud, man. First, I mean, young artist. She's nineteen, by the way. So, and, Kate. and I got something again yeah, to it in a second like after, this, after this tape. But, um, young chick, fire project. Um, I thought the forty-two Doug feature was excellent, as well as the Azera shot feature. There were like maybe three or four I didn't really care for, but uh, the rest were. I, I was fucking with them. I was fucking with them. I can't lie. <clears throat> It feels like I feel like Chance was not fucking with him. For everybody's listening, you could tell when Chance is bullshitting a review because so? he didn't he didn't give one positive word about Cash Page. His only positive was the features. <laughs> he just said the tracks he didn't like. He didn't give him one to say. He said Forty Two Dog was excellent. We can go into it. We can go into it more. I'm gonna say this. I, I just thought I think Cash is like I think she's bringing like a different flavor. To the okay, R&B and game, there you know like, it's over. It's over. You said flavor. It's listen, over. Listen, listen, it's listen, over. It's listen, the, listen, you've used every. You know, you've, you know that's you know that's my trademark word, flavors. She she definitely bringing different flavors. Almost like a sway. Lee. He's like the female like sway Lee. Um, oh, kind of like sway Lee. <laughs> sounding Travis got sounding with the Janae kind of like lyrics talking to your shit. So she a nice little blend, definitely something different, a change of pace from like, you know, a, a scissor or a summer walker, not hating those artists, they're fucking great. But you know, she's just a different flavor. So if you're interested in some new shit, you just want to hear something different, uh, definitely check her shit out. And uh, even before that, she had a project park car conversation that was, that was also pretty hard, so. Yeah, I personally like park car conversations better. I just feel like this was way too saturated. Um, I feel like <clears throat> I don't too even saturated. know. Saturated, elaborate. I just feel like this sounded like Travis Scott almost had like one hundred percent executive production credit on this. Like he was just looking over this and giving him, giving her like all the throwaway Don Tolliver beats. That's just how this shit felt to me. 
Because Don Toliver. I thought Don Toliver kind of. I thought he kind of stunk up the joint. He was, he had my least, outside of Kid Camp. He definitely had my least favorite feature. You didn't have to um, just. That was that was it. You didn't have to just kill him like that. You just came out of nowhere just to kill Don But you were saying Don Toliver executive produced it, well, and he actually. No, had no, like, no, 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 no. I'm saying Travis Scott. I'm saying Travis Scott. I just feel like there were a lot of Don Toliver type beats. Like I feel like there was. It was pretty new, but at the same time, it, the album sounded very similar throughout um for me i did like the fact that the songs were short that might sound like a super disc but i think it's good to have songs around three minutes if you're doing r&b quick short little vibes whatever um but i don't know i mean cash page her vocals were solid the writing solid i just wanted to hear her experiment a little bit more um like brent fias i think still has the best example of really experimenting with a different sound um, and breaking out with a different sound from that original R&B place this year. So I, I would encourage more artists. I know nobody's listening to this, like Brent Fiaz or Cash Page or whatever, but definitely would like to hear them expand on, on their sound a little bit more. That's definitely fair. Yeah, I can team appreciate Vance. that. I think her sound, like, carried the project. And, it, like, if you don't really listen, it can make you think that it's, like, a great project because her sound is, like, so unique and so, like, refreshing. But like, if you like really try to deep dive into the project, there's nothing. It's hard to it's deep diff- dive into. <laughs> it's difficult. I'm trying. I'm like, this is the same. Like, <laughs> like, um, even the sounds after a while, like, it is a unique sound. But she doesn't really switch it up from that sound. So it's like you're getting this fire sound that's new to everybody else. But like to her, it's just the same sound across tracks, and she's not really talking about much different shit. So it gets kind of boring. But She's only 19, like Chance says, so I would give her like a mid, like five, six-ish, just because you know she's young crazy, and a cool sound. You know what's crazy, though? I'm going to get into this in a second, but I had this exact same take about Flo Millie, and I got killed for it. I had this exact same take, saying that she's hard. such a capper. That's not the take I had. Were, were, I we not just, were, were we not just all together, and you said, I was wrong about that Flo Millie. This shit kind of hard. Listen, I'm going to get to my apology. <laughs> I never said she wasn't hard, but my primary critique was that across 10 tracks, which I, I think it was 10 or 11 tracks, which is what the album was. You said, said she had no song. edge. You said she had no edge. But the difference between Flo Millie and Cash Page is Flo Millie was actually talking about shit. Cash Page was didn't she? say shit this whole project. For a, for a rapper. Tell me, for tell a me rapper. one this tell is... me one repeatable line from Cash Page. Just because she don't have one line and she's not rapping, bro. I got Cash tell me, in my head. That's just my not a memorable. That's I'll not a melody. That. I'll give you that. And listen, I just want to come here and say I was bashing on a Flo Milli project. Um, I'm not really going to take back my critiques because when we, when we do this podcast, you know, we be fresh off of listening just like Chance everybody Chance is one of those time. type of apologists. He doesn't listen, even listen, apologize. apologize. So much, so much toxic masculinity. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I definitely fuck with the Flo Millie project. After, you know, just running through that bitch a few more times, she hard. I can't, I can't lie. She hard. But... When I had that critique a few weeks ago, all I'm saying is I got killed for it. So... If you want to have that critique, fine. Just don't kill me for it when I do it. You feel me? Just don't do that. It's not fair. So you are you going to apologize or what? Exactly. I'm going to apologize for Flo Millie. Also, Summer Walker, I was saying some <laughs> reckless shit this week. I was just mostly joking. <laughs> but I'm saying some reckless shit. I want to listen back to her project. A project hard. It's a cool project. I can't lie. It's a cool project. But but yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry uh, for Lil Millie, Summer Walker. I was going in on y'all. Usually, I destroy the niggas, and they deserve it. But sometimes, I be destroying the women, too, and they don't be deserving it. So, I got to stop that shit. You feel me? So. Oh, yeah. Back to the cash page. I thought it was interesting. The um, track with, uh, I think it was 42 Doug. It was originally supposed to have Tory Lanez on it. She took Tory Lanez off for 42 Doug. Thank God. Hey, yeah, Tory Lanez is also having his number one streaming week. I forgot. Taj likes bringing project, in topics. Fake love. Featuring for two dub. Fuck with that. I said I forget that Taj likes bringing up topics on this podcast where he can prove he was right about things. He told us that Tory. No, Lanez- I wasn't right because I feel like I thought I was right when I heard about the cash page taking off. But at the same time, Tory Lanez had his biggest streaming week ever. <laughs> wait, wait, so what? I feel like you were right. Nine point four million streams on yeah. Spotify. Crazy. So it seems like artists aren't that. fucking with him, but like fans are fucking with him, and I guess that's all that matters. <laughs> hmm. 
Wait, do you do you think that's coming from? So damn. Now I might have to double back and apologize. Do you think this is coming from the Jack Harlow, the Jack Harlow remix? Because if so, do you think fans I are think finding him from the Jack Harlow shit and going in and exploring his music deeper? I feel like that cannot be that many people to where he's having his largest streaming about, week ever. Imagine finding out. Yeah, about I don't think it's all from that Jack Harlow. <laughs> imagine finding about out about Lil Wayne and fucking um, Tory Lanez through Jack Harlow. That's a sad that's, life. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe is that is that what happened? I feel like maybe, but I think it's from his name being like so pushed because of the whole Meg thing. That was crazy because I feel like niggas school. intentionally went and supported him because his name has been popping, if not even more so with quarantine radio um, and the music he was dropping before then. So I don't well, know. I saw I saw maybe Cash. Some, no. I saw Cash Page wasn't the only one that. Uh, Left him off a record. I'm blanking on who the other artist was, but I think he was scheduled. To I have leave. a conspiracy theory, though. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. The label is paying for servers overseas to run up Tory Lane's music. That way, when his hearing come up in regards to the main shooting, <laughs> in order to maintain, theory. in order to maintain his citizenship, he's gonna have to show the judge that. He the streaming like, numbers? He's going to show the judge the streaming numbers and be like, look, I'm essential or I'm a productive... <laughs> I'm an essential worker. ...member of society. You feel me? So... Tory Lane's like 5'5". Five, five. I can't explain why niggas was running up Tory Lane's streams. I Tory, Lane, it, Tory, so. Tory Lane's like 5'5 five, five at a court hearing to like allow, keep his citizenship. Showing the judge streaming numbers is a hilarious thought. But that's just my thoughts. If I'm right, I'm right. You feel me? So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past. We prove. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past the label. I just don't think. I don't think streaming numbers are gonna save Tory Lanez if he shot make the stallion like <laughs> gunshot wounds versus <laughs> exactly. streaming numbers. I'm not really sure he wins in that in that battle. Um, just some food for thought. But let's move on. Do we get any other new music this week? We got. Uh, we can talk about that later. Let's get into something else, y'all. Let's talk. Oh. Let's talk about this. The viral tweet. This is a topic we have not addressed that has not been addressed in a long time. Uh, if you're on social media, it's Twitter specifically, because we get all the news first for all you Instagram niggas. Um, somebody just tweeted out, just talking about the downfall of Daniel Caesar. If you don't remember, in 2016, he was popping off. I think he was nominated. Did he win the Grammy? I don't remember, but he was definitely nominated for a Grammy. He followed that up with a project. And then another project, and now niggas don't even fuck with him. Like, he ain't charting. He ain't on social media. I never hear nobody talking about this guy. So basically, somebody just tweeted that the downfall of Daniel Caesar is so interesting. Uh, we we loved his music. Man said, cancel me. And y'all said, bet. No fuss, fight, or anyone telling him he's not thinking straight. Just bet. And it's been quiet since. Thoughts? Reactions? That's, questions? That's I don't feel like it was yeah I don't feel like it's interesting like I don't think it was anything special <laughs> I, I think his music was all right I think he was a good R&B act I think at the wow. time Wow hold on pause All right go ahead go ahead I'm gonna let you finish. No listen I think at the t- I think at the time he was like goaded right he was like top 1 top 2 maybe top 2 not 2 but at the same time like you have black coming up like you have a lot of other R&B artists coming up at the time still putting out music at the time I think Freudian was what 2017 um, around that time so it's like okay you have a cool album you have a cool project that I personally thought was still a little bit overrated I think it was a great project but I still think people gassed him like way too high um, and at that point like you're not really in a good enough place to where you can say some reckless shit really stand by it tell people to cancel you and like act, expect us to act any different like you have 8 or 10 songs sitting in my in my iTunes library, you know, you don't have like four or five albums, you know, it's harder to remove four or five albums than it is to just remove this one, this one project. Like that's not, it's not difficult. So especially when he didn't have a lot of promo and shit in the first place, you know, his whole edge was that he was kind of almost like this Frank Ocean-esque artist where you don't really know much about him. A lot of people didn't know what he looked like. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it was quiet for Daniel Caesar very quick. Yeah, I was always team fuck Daniel Caesar. I don't even know why. I just thought people overhyped him too early. Like I said, like 
I think we I said this when we were talking about Brent. When like anytime people find a good R and B artist, they like in their early, they just champion them like they're the greatest artist ever, <laughs> just to make sure that everybody knows their fandom. And I think that's what happened with Daniel Caesar. And I was like, bro, he's good. He's not that fucking good. So I guess even he was like, yeah, I'm the greatest. And he started defending like white women, shitting on black women. It was like, please cancel me, please. I was like, all right, nigga, you're not that nice. Like, it's like, <laughs> so it's actually canceled them. <laughs> it wasn't that difficult. And I was, it was just beautiful to see for me as someone who always thought he wasn't that nice. He has been preying on Daniel Caesar's downfall. <laughs> That's hilarious. He said, I've been, I'm so happy to see that everybody else agrees that this man is not as nice as they once thought. That's hilarious. And That's as some always, real hater shit. As always, rational chance. Has to come. Here we go. Daniel and Caesar stand. Daniel Caesar stand. He still has the album poster <laughs> up on his wall. Has to come and assert himself and just say and just and just and just ask the niggas to stop the cap, stop the hate, because we're not gonna sit here and act like Daniel Caesar was not, in my opinion, one of the most talented and unique R and B artists coming up at the time. We're not gonna sit here. And pretend like <laughs> you gonna say his the cap, man didn't say drop, in your opinion. <laughs> like the man did not drop. We're not gonna sit here and pretend like the man did not drop two classics. Two. He two didn't. classics. One, all right, one, one classic. classic. He has one no really way. It's album. not even a classic 40, album. That album was a flawless project. He has a couple classic a songs. Project. He has classic songs. Japanese not only denim. That, but Japanese, Japanese denim, denim. That's a classic song. All them singles he was dropping. We're not gonna come on here and just act like. Black and whatever other niggas you want to mention. Wait, 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 wait. We're not going to do that. Did you hear Don't the way he just said Black's name? Did you hear the way exactly. he just said We're not going to be disrespectful. That's all I'm he saying. He just said like Black's just spit name. On black like, name. You, like, you just vomit on his name as if his he, he wasn't already popping. Or Bryson Tiller. Like, I don't even want to mention him because we don't need to. But, like, we're going to act like he still didn't have the game all on. Like, come on, bro. We weren't stressed Listen, over Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar was Daniel a highly was replaceable fit. He was easily not, replaceable. He was expendable. Who's, who's exactly. replaced him though? Who's replaced him though? The the right. only is niggas R&B that's R&B come, hurting right now. In terms is of R&B that hurting right now, because Daniel Caesar is not popping. No, 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 no. In terms of that, I would argue. Style, I would argue. Give me on. Specific I, would, flavor, I would argue. Give me on. The only nigga that has come close is Giveon. The only nigga has come close, right? And why is niggas all on Giveon dick? Because they was fiending for that flavor. That's why he paused. And none of these other exactly. niggas are getting it. You feel me? You got it. That's all I'm saying. You got to pause. That was a real sus sentence. That's all I'm saying, man. So I just don't appreciate y'all coming on a podcast and just capping for no reason. Just to be I'm not capping. I'm telling my truth about Daniel Caesar. Everybody was on Daniel Caesar and I was, no, I was listening to Lil Uzi. We're not going to do that. This is exactly what was this is exactly we what was happening. We were all playing. Like, we were playing Money Counter. Like, I was, I was money Longer. We were playing. We were playing all those records, bro. You feel me? We're not gonna do that. I was listening to Views and Hotline Bling. I think Chance is just Who mad because his boy you. got legitimately canceled. <laughs> like I think he was the exactly. only. I think he was the only no, 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 successful. On, on, on a serious note, though, you imagine you can't play Daniel Caesar on the Ox no more. <laughs> I, I don't need to play him on the Ox. I don't listen to him much no more. Did he? Did he? If this oh, shit come wow. on, like I'm not gonna skip it, but I do. Chances cool. the gang of playing both sides. I just don't. Continue. I just don't like the cap. You feel me? I just don't like the cap. I admit it. I admit it. I admit it. I admit it that it's, he was all right. And I feel like I have a kind of like Ty said. I was on dude like kind of before the masses was on him. So oh my god, I got a certain respect. This is why it's going so hard. This is my theory. This I got, is, a, certain, I got a certain theory. respect and a certain appreciation, just like for Brent. I'm going to go hard for Brent because I really think he's the coldest nigga in the game right now. And we can have a conversation you don't, you don't about believe that, that on a different day. But you Brent don't is the coldest that. You just nigga want niggas to know you were a day one fan. No, no, no. Brent is the coldest nigga in the game right now. That's not cap. Day one fan or not. We're not going to argue. He the coldest, most different nigga in the game right now. He the only nigga that's putting out, not the You're, only nigga that's putting out fire, but he putting out fire. And I'm not talking about The weekend. I'm not talking about Party. We're not going to do that to two niggas. I was the coldest nigga in the game, then discount two but niggas Frank, in the game. He ain't, he ain't better. I don't know if he's better than Frank, because Frank ain't been dropping that heat. Brent been dropping that heat. He been dropping that fire, so... That's all I'm going to say. You're overcompensating, and it's okay, bro. It's okay. We can move on. Y'all don't have to hate. Man, let's, right. let's just, I don't even know fuck, how we got we here. We're on a break, man. Let's get an unheard artist in here, man. And by let's get an unheard artist in here, I mean, let's hear my unheard artist. 
Um, you play somebody else that I found out around the same time. Play that, play that blue wine in the hill. Talk about this Boldy James project. Oh yeah, new music. Taj, get 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 your shit off. We have Boldy James, Jay All Versace, right. collab tape, the Versace tape. Um, I think As this he, is Boldy James's first uh, Griselda project. Yes, officially. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Let him know. Uh, Why are you upset today? As you guys know, I'm a hu- I was a huge fan of the um the Price of China. Price was, I think that's what it was called. Price of tea Bodhi in China. The price, of, pro- the price yeah. of tea in China, yep. I was a big fan of it. Played Bodie James my unheard artist. It's probably going to be my, like, one of my top 20 projects of the year. But this project wasn't it for me. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't. It was nowhere near his first project. It was real. It was just too many skits. And I know that's like the Griselda way, the Bodie James way too. But it was like, bro, you can't give me so many skits on a 23 minute project and then like even i know like everybody's on the champion like the versace beats jay versace beats but the production maybe it's because like coming from an alchemist produced project to a jay versace it's hard to follow project exactly like so i'm not gonna kill jay versace just because he's like coming off the hottest producers like trail i'm not gonna (laughs) kill him but the production wasn't crazy for me and bodie james wasn't really saying anything crazy for me and I don't know if it's because he dropped so like suddenly or what, but this project really wasn't it for me. I think when you have a pro- like the Alchemist project, I think there was a, a lot of energy around that project just in terms of how um, it was promoted, and I think that I think that has even like a subliminal a subliminal effect on the listener. Um, just to see how the album is promoted and stuff like that. Like we didn't even get a cover art of the album. I think until it dropped, like Boldy posted. A cover and that didn't even end up being the cover art for the album um i didn't really see too much posted about it uh jay versace was promoting it which was nice to see but always as always like i said a couple episodes ago like if the artist doesn't have the same energy as the producer like the project isn't really gonna be seen or hit at its full potential and i think that's kind of an example of what happened here um, so I think, yeah, like you, what you said, I think the energy was just off. Or I think shit was just off. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Like, I listened to this project. I probably went through it like four or five times. And like, I can't even really remember. I can't even put like a beat or like a, a song to a name. Like, I was just listening without, you know, without looking at the names. And that, and, and like you said, it could be a product of just the fact that he has such a strong project that came out literally like, what ninety days ago at most, right? So nah. Well, the original project came out in February, right? We were kind of the late price to of it. tea in China. Yeah. Well, we were late to it. Well, when I heard it, look. So even even then, that's six months. That's not like a terrible timeline, but just just Jax. following that up with this, like he was so witty, and there was like a lot of different sounds, and obviously the production from front to back was just off the chain, like incredible but he i'm not gonna kill a production i didn't think it was terrible but he also just wasn't really saying much like we got some skits that was probably the most memorable shit from the whole project in my opinion i actually so. had a question too when do you when do y'all think griselda starts well yeah Bodie james is part of griselda when do you think griselda members start falling into like push a t criticism of like they're only rapping about coke they're only rapping about drugs like do you think they're ever going to fall into that or do you think like their bars are so crazy, they'll just avoid that criticism as a whole. I think they just so... I think they 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 may get there, but they just barred up, bro. Kind of like Freddie, like... And then and then just the types of beats that they get on. Like, that's what's like, going to save them, was I agree. To, That's why niggas was fucking with that, that yay... That yay, um... That yay project that he did with Push. Uh, they toned him just because... 
It's like, yes, we know the nigga about to exclusively talk about drugs, but it's over some fucking yay production. Like, hell yeah, nigga, let's talk about these drugs. And then, you you know, you just listen. You listening to how a nigga, like, really, like, riding a beat. You listening to, like, the chemistry between the producer and the artist. You listening for all that shit. So that all creates, like, really an experience to where they could be talking about fucking anything, but it's not what they're talking about. It's the way in which they're talking about it. So as long as they... Keep it up with like the crazy production from Alchemist and from um, you know the niggas they're working with. I think it'll work out for them. But the second shit slows up, which was uh, a criticism of that Benny project that he I can't even think of the fucking name. The one with Crown for Kings on it. You know what I'm talking about? You didn't like that. You didn't like uh, the, did, pl- I, the, I, I the like plugs that, I met. The plugs I met. I, I like the plugs I met. Damn, I that was like a top like album that. for me. The instrumentals were boring. The the ones I did like were hard as fuck, but some of the instrumentals were just boring. So that's fair, I guess. I think they um, definitely need the production, like the really silky smooth, just buttery, crispy, like perfect layered production. Keep you can tell you can tell this nigga cooks like OD, like buttery, <laughs> crispy, like those are all cooking words. Sauteed. Bro. Um Savory, to follow up to fo- <laughs> to follow up on that, I feel like uh if I think I think right, I mean I don't know where Griselda. Well, actually we do know where Griselda's at because uh, Taj is the number one Griselda security guard. Um, he actually stays with <laughs> Benny the Butcher on his side by so his side twice. In the so same we know. Weekend. So we know that they're in L.A. and we know that all the artists, all the producers, whatever you know, they're all in L.A. So I think if they stick on this trend of the one producer, one artist uh, project, like I would love if he dropped another Crown for Kings, Benny. Crown for it's not Crown for Kings, uh, the plugs on that project, but he did it with just one producer, six tracks, um, <clears throat> just like a Daytona. I think that shit would be super fire, cause you have Mad Lib. Uh, I think Kenny Beats could do some interesting shit. I think Harry Fraud could do some interest interesting shit. Um, so just like a lot of different producers, I think they could experiment with some new niggas, cause their bars are just so good. I think they could have an opportunity to put a lot of new niggas on, um, on the production tip. Uh, so yeah, I think they have a. I think they still have a lot of um, room to fail, if that makes sense. I think the same thing I said about another artist last week, but they still have a a, a good way to go. So um, we'll see. I don't think they're gonna get played out. I don't think they're gonna get any criticism of rapping about Coke too soon. All right, that was just my question. I had another question, Vance. Why do you and the rest of the world? hate Travis Scott so much to dig up two-year-old reference tracks and um, treat it like it's the worst thing in the world. Hey, man, I'm just of the belief that uh, Travis <laughs> is not the, the songwriter slash producer slash artist that a lot of his diehard fans um, want him to be because I'm of the belief that Travis just kind of has progressively failed his fans um as an as an artist as a creative um throughout the years since days before rodeo 2014 um so simply that i i I feel like (laughs) i definitely did give travis a little bit more hate than i should have at the time but regardless i feel like the, (laughs) the biggest thing or the biggest conclusion that should come out of this was uh how good of a writer or how stamped of a writer sahai the sahai the princess for people who don't know what we're talking about uh Reference tracks leaked from Astroworld, where Psy High the Prince was, who's a longtime Kanye Good Music Camp associate songwriter. Um, he was doing these reference tracks for Travis Scott on Sicko Mode, uh, Coffee Bean, Stargazing, um, maybe a few more. Um, and he's listed on, on some of the songs, so it's not like he's, he's ghostwriting. Like, I saw a lot of Twitter saying that Travis was had ghostwriters or whatever, which he might, but Psy High wasn't one of them. Like, his name's right there listed. Um, so, yeah, I think that's interesting. Just because Psy High's written so much for Kanye and now he's doing it for Travis, like, I think Psy is kind of, like, the career you want to have as a songwriter in the industry. Do you care, though? Do you care that he's ghostwriting for Travis? Um, he's not ghostwriting. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to steal Taj's take because I don't remember do you care if Taj that, said that Travis is not... Is not writing his own shit, like, exclusively? I mean, you said he doesn't rap about shit. I don't know if you said that or somebody else said that, but, like... That was me. 
Yeah, sorry. My whole, Jack my whole thing was yeah, like, who, like, <laughs> like, who gives a fuck about Travis on a reference track when nobody knows a single theme off Astro World? Like, nobody gives a fuck about the writing on Astro World. Yeah, like, that was not the reason Astro World was nominated for a Grammy. Like, That's a I would fact, be though. more upset if it was like, I would be more upset if, like the video of like Travis getting exposed, like not doing shit on the Skyfall production. I feel like that's more damning than fucking sci high reference tracks on songwriting. Like Travis getting exposed in a producer lane is way more damning than him getting exposed on songwriting. But he's been exposed in I mean, both lanes. I mean, but listen to this. But I feel like he hasn't been mainstream like exposed on the producer lane. Like I feel like he constantly gets criticized and like exposed on the writing. That's true. But like the producing lane, that's kind of like a if you know you know type thing. Yeah, I feel like he but doesn't I mean, advertise himself as a producer anymore for that exact reason. But continue, Chance. To tell the truth, like I've always seen Travis as kind of like Kanye light, like the son of Ye, Ye's primary disciple, just in terms of that. When I think of him on a project, he's almost like the master curator. Like he's the nigga that like is getting, he's like the architect. He's getting all the beats See, he's I'm assembling not. the writers and he's assembling all these contributors just like with Astro World when he had the contributions from um what's the name? Tame and Everybody, Tame Impala, the weekend, Pharrell, Toro Moi, like You know what I mean? And he's kinda like just a curator, the architect, and he's putting all these people in the room to like just curate whatever sound he's going for. So I definitely don't care about the bars. The questions about his production I do care about just because like outside of that like what do you what do you bring to the table but you you definitely can't it's even hard for me to discredit that shit out the strength of days before rodeo and rodeo right that's, like, what, that's I'm what he saying. came into the, that's what he came into the shit with and in my opinion that's his best shit so he changed the game with that so you can't deny that and as much as you want to bash him for whatever he's doing in 2020 when you go back to fucking 2014 2015 2016 there was no denying that he was probably like the most talented, definitely one of the most talented niggas in all of hip hop. So, I can agree with that. All right. Lastly, we have Two Chains. He announced his next studio album, "So Help Me God," dropping September twenty fifth. And as you know, he's just coming off that versus battle with Rick Ross. I just wanted to ask you guys, um, you know, what do you think about versus just as? as like a marketing tactic for, especially like these older artists who are like obviously not at the prime of their careers, like 2 chains, like he's not gonna be as relevant if you just see his album pop up on like Apple Music without any prior context. But do you think that now that niggas heard the verses, they're more inclined to listen to a 2 chains project? Fuck what no. Your predictions? I would say no. No. <laughs> I feel like t- t- nope. didn't Two Chains already drop a single and I haven't heard it. I didn't even I, I, like. <laughs> it did. It was a terrible single. I, did you was... have you heard the single? Chance, have you heard the Two Chains single? I have not. I have not. Exactly. So two <laughs> out of three of us heard it and we covered his whole verses twice. So like, I'm really not sure if the verses is the best promo because <laughs> like I barely and even on top of not hearing the single, I haven't seen it promoted anywhere else. You know, because um, it's not. It's not good. It's not just us though. That's the thing. <laughs> I just think I just think like I mean maybe for the older audience yes because I think our I think our attention spans are way too quick like maybe unless you're listening like you know after a movie goes off or like a game goes off and you're stuck watching Sports Center and you know they probably get hella ratings for that short little time <laughs> like I feel like that's maybe how the streams might be for Two Chains after the verses it's like you know maybe you're getting ready to go to sleep at that that night. And like maybe you play him on the playlist, it's a quick little two chains playlist, um, right before you go to sleep. But after that, I'm really not sure you're waking up next morning. <laughs> the two chains before bed. I don't that's know, bro. That's 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 <laughs> maybe you about to have nightmares. They're about to go to go to sleep, think about trap and wake up and get to the money. But I don't think you're gonna be thinking about the two chains versus when you wake up the next day. So like, I don't know. Only I don't think it's who, I don't think it's a long term marketing tactic at all. You said what? Only niggas who wear Timberlands to work on the fucking <laughs> two chains at the end of the night. Niggas who wear Timberlands in the damn 90 degree weather. This heat wave out here. Full Tim's uh, on, full fit. Only niggas who wear their Timberland boots through the house are listening to two chains before bed. Dead marketing t- tactic, uh, Taj, dead. 
for sure. Yeah, it's only I think the whole versus and like battle type shit only works for like old catalog. It'll boost your old streams, but like new shit, it's a no. Like even T Pain, I remember it was whoever T Pain did his verses against. I think like Lil John, he had like a whole single with Chris Brown. And as soon as T Pain played that shit, the whole Instagram like viewership went cut in half, <laughs> and that single was never heard from again. Oh my so God. No, I don't think versus is marketing. Oh, we They said the viewer numbers just started depleting. Oh fuck, this shit's plummeted. It was immediate. Plummeted, man. Yeah, I remember Did seeing the see comments. That? Oh, you said what? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, yeah, same shit. I just remember people like. I can't. I think it was the first Hit Boy versus uh, Boy Wanda, and they were just playing like new music, and people were just like, "Turn this shit off! Like, we don't. This is not yeah. what we're here for." So, I think you're right on on with the uh, old catalog shit. All right, any last words? No, unheard slash keeping up the Kardashians plan. Let's go. We out. Vance, you got last words? Um, donate to our non-existent Patreon for exclusive content yes. that also does not exist. Patreon. Um, yeah, man, this Sign COVID shit is change. fucking up. Facts. Starting a change.org um, thing for Vance to executive produce the next Griselda project. I want Vance to be the next producer. This is true. I'm standing on the ledge of Vance <laughs> greater than Jay Frisacci. I'm standing on that He's ledge. He's standing on the I want ledge. Vance on the next Griselda project. We just need money to clear all the samples. So if y'all can come through with the cool like ten, twelve thousand, I saw some other USC kid got That's his what junior, I this other kid got his junior thesis fucking funded through damn GoFundMe, like two thousand. So I know y'all can help me clear some samples. Don't GoFundMe, um, GoFundVance. All right, FundVance X Griselda will be posting that change.org leak link sometime this Wednesday, Thursday keep on Twitter and Instagram. Please sign, <laughs> sign, <laughs> donate, and share. When, look, look, when you when you on a bus, when you on your Uber, don't listen to this shit in your headphones. Play this shit out loud. Nick you don't want the whole bus. world to hear us, bitch. Um, share this shit with your motherfucking friends. Share this shit with your mama, your daddy, your grandma, and your grandpa. Um, put everybody on us. Let them know I heard best podcast on the motherfucking planet. Love you. Peace and love. Kisses and hugs. All right, my unheard artist, I got um, an R&B artist named Desire, spelled d dash. Desire. Kinda corny, but this song is hard. It's called Friday Night. I'm wondering if she could trust me cause the times change. I've been riding, I've been fucking on my mind frame. Remember when we used to be up on the same page? Nowadays it's getting hard for us to maintain. I'm wondering if I could deal with what the fame brings. Can't have love without the trust, that ain't the same thing. You're taking all we can move on because you playing games. And I ain't been the same. No. And I know I make you feel like you've been by yourself. And I know I make you feel like you ain't got no help. And it's my fault, so you know I really blame myself. But why the fuck you always time to a sound? Podcast over, dog.